is All Things Black with Garland and Calvin, and we present our weekly podcast, Fanboys, and we do this every week. Just a couple of guys talking sports, a lot of local sports, some national sports. We don't do a whole lot of research, just whatever comes off the dome, whatever we feel. I'm Calvin. On the other side is my guy, Garland. How you doing, Garland? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Cal? Uh, everything's good, man. You know, it's been a, a great sports week, and so, man, I'm, I'm ready to get into it. Yeah, man. You, I, I know you sent me some notes. I was like, well, let me let me let Garland <laughs> lead this thing. He got some notes. He's ready to talk about some things. So, hey, let's jump right into it. All right, man. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's go ahead and start with baseball first. And I'm going to start with, because Calvin, he he still loves the, the home team. And I love the home team, too. But they just sorry, y'all. It's the Baltimore Orioles. And um, <laughs> they, they won a weekend series with uh against the yankees it's funny a, a text calvin was like hey, calvin they actually won a, a series they won two games and calvin was like <laughs> world series next and i <laughs> i sent the emoji spitting out water because come on man <laughs> the, the, the orioles still suck although they won the weekend series uh after last night's win they did win last night they're five and nine which uh puts them in last place in the uh, american league east and uh, I know we're not supposed to be looking up any numbers, but I did look up numbers for this one, though. I will say this. The offense, we already know it's terrible. They're 29th in run score, 25th in batting average, and 21st in on-base percentage. Now, the best thing about the team has been the pitching. They're tied for fifth in the league uh, ERA-wise, and they're tied for 20th in quality starts, whatever that means. But – their best pitcher, John Means, was just recently placed on the 60-day injured reserve. They're thinking he might have an elbow issue. He might have some Tommy John surgery, which would definitely end his season. Uh, and so uh, what are your hopes, Calvin? Are you still holding out hopes for um, the, the World Series with the Orioles? Yeah, man. First of all, let's let's put some perspective around this. Yes, they are in last place, but they're only four games out of first place and two <laughs> games out of second and third place. So let, let, let's let's uh, you know, let's put some perspective on that. Um, another encouraging thing is, you know, we've always needed pitching. And I think um, actually expanding that outfield and Camden Yards has helped. So if we're topping pitching, pitching is something that doesn't come around. You either have it or you don't. So the hitting, you can be hot and cold. So right now they're really cold and run scored. So last night they had a couple clutch hits. So, you know, they hey, if the hitting comes around, meets up with the pitching, listen, that, they beat uh, the Yankees. Let's, let's just say that. They beat the Yankees in the weekend series. And that right now is what matters. It's just like City Poly. Hey, we can lose every game in the season, but if we beat Polly, it is a victory. It's a winning season. So right, right. now, they're in a winning season. And five and nine ain't really that bad for the Orioles, man. Stop, stop, stop hating. Okay, let's bro, go. Bro, bro, bro. Let me let me bring you back to reality. I mean, we're the only team under five hundred right now <laughs> in the East. Everybody's at least five hundred and better. Okay, all right. It's early. It's still April, so you know when we keep on talking about this, and we're going to look back up in May and see where we are with that. I mean, but it's kind of rough when your uh, leading batting average on the team is two seventy nine, and your home run leader only has two home runs, and he's hitting 
under the Mendoza line. He's only hitting 182. And uh, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, are, they, are they mathematically eliminated from playoff contention? By Maybe by next week. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as long as they're not mathematically eliminated, there's always a chance. There's some hope out there. <laughs> okay. By June. <laughs> by, by June, this should be over. This should be over by June. Listen, right. when they turn it around, I don't, I don't want to hear it. I'm going to remind you of this. Let's see. Okay. This is ep- this is episode two. This is our second podcast. I'm going to remind you of this episode when they turn it around. Okay. All right. All right. You do that. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to keep the faith. It's funny. I was talking to somebody about the Orioles. You know, uh, my Orioles, I guess, the, during my time period as a young person growing up with the Orioles, was the 70s. I mean, they were one of the winningest teams. In baseball, I mean, you had Eddie Murray, you had Cal Ripken, you had a lot of people. They had a great farm system coming from Rochester and Rich Dower, all these other. I'm just naming some side players: Lynn Sakata, Chico Garcia. Yeah, you remember all of those? Ken Singleton. Um, and so, yeah, they had you know, you had Scotty McGregor, you had uh, Mike Flanagan, and you know, these are all people that came. Well, most of them, I think Scotty uh, McGregor actually came from a trade with the Yankees. That's how they got um, Rick Dempsey as well. But, you know, we, we had great players that were coming up through the system. And you just, yeah, you just got to, this whole thing of uh, rebuilding and this severe tank, man, it's just, it's draining on you. I mean, just to think, one year, Calvin, the Orioles won 90 plus games uh, I think this was 77 or 78 and did not make the playoffs. And so, you know, we, we have a rich history of winning games and uh, being competitive. Even when we were not getting there, we at least were, you know, always in contention. And so, yeah, this kind of sucks the soul out of being a, a fan when the season's over by June. So we'll see. <laughs> it's not over. I'm telling you, <laughs> they're going to do well. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to take your word. All right, now, one uh, at-large thing that's uh, been going on in the league, uh, Miguel Cabrera, uh, he uh, has been with the Tigers. He actually got started with the Marlins. Um, But uh, he's been with the Tigers last several years, uh, former MVP, batting league champion. Uh, He's won a World Series with the Tigers. Great player. He's come towards the end of his career. His best days are behind him. But he's coming close to 3,000 hits, which is one of the milestones in Major League Baseball of having 3,000 hits. Uh, everyone doesn't get there. And so he's at 2,999. And um, I believe it was Thursday they played the Yankees. And uh, he came to bat. He did not start the game, but he came up as a pinch hitter. And uh, first base was open. And instead of uh, pitching to Miguel Cabrera, they decided to walk him. Now, man, we, we, everybody hates the Yankees. The Yankees is the evil empire. I mean, this doesn't do anything to help them, does it? You know what? I'm, I'm not one for um, a whole bunch of unwritten rules and all that. And, you know, I'm always like, um, if you can't, you got to stop them if you don't want them to celebrate. So this is a straight, bitch ass move if you don't want him to hit the ball i guess you walk him if you don't want him to hit but still you're the yankees you're not supposed to be bitching out like that oh bitch ass yankees you know what 
I guess I can cuss on here. Fuck the Yankees, man. <laughs> the Yankees. Uh, I, we were happy for the. Yeah, I'm not even a huge Cabrera fan. I am right. a fan of records being broken, no matter what sport and when it is. I'm a fan of records being broken and um, milestones being accomplished. And 3,000 hits, let that man get that 3,000 hit. I mean, goddamn. Oh, bitch ass Yankee. He going to get it eventually. If I was him, I would sit out every game until I played the Yankees again just to get the hit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. Yeah, come on. I mean, y'all got 27 wings. That's that's, that's the first thing always Yankee fans love to bring up to you. We got 27 rings. Okay, you got 27 rings. If y'all the class organization of the league, act like it. Come on, get out here and compete. No, y'all got to have people stealing home runs over the right field fence. We ain't forgot about you against the Orioles. Uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Yeah, we haven't forgotten about you, homie. And so... You know, you guys, y'all were stealing signs. As a matter of fact, I was just reading something the other day. That's uh, something's about to come out about the Yankees next week. They had a uh, kind of like the Houston Astros. They also had a sign stealing uh, piece that was going on that Major League Baseball investigated and found out. And that report's about to be released. And uh, from um, early reports of what they're saying is it doesn't look good. And so, um, yeah, yeah, come on, stop cheating. Don't be punks. Uh, let that man shine. I mean, go ahead and challenge him. Challenge him. You, challenge I mean, him. Challenge him. Challenge him. Yeah, you know. And so we'll see what happens. But yeah, uh, just that's that's a clown move by the Yankees, and it just it just makes you hate them more. All right. It's now, it's just... <laughs> so let's go into basketball. Now, the uh, I don't know about you, but the NBA playoffs are fantastic. They are good, man. <laughs> That's the old commercial. Y'all people don't know. Old NBA playoffs are fantastic. And so that's when they were trying to get white people to come back and start watching the games again. That, that was around when Magic and Bird <laughs> first came in the league. And I remember, and I tell people this and they can't believe it. I remember that the, uh, the first NBA championship that Magic won with the Lakers it was shown here in Baltimore on tape delay. It was not shown live. Uh, I never forget it. Was watching the news that night, and uh, it was a guy, Jack Dawson. He was a sportscaster on Channel Two. He was like, "If you don't want to know the score of the game, turn down your sound." <laughs> and they showed that finals against the Philadelphia 76ers and Dr. J at 11:30 at night. So. The NBA has uh, kind of recovered and come a long way, but it's been some great NBA um, basketball being played in the playoffs. And probably the most significant thing that happened a couple of days ago was this Minnesota Timberwolves collapse against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. They blew two 20-point leads, and your boy, Carl Anthony Towns, he only had a total of eight points in uh, Thursday night's game. And outside of game one, uh, he hasn't had a major impact. So uh, were you able to catch any of that game? Do you have any thoughts about that game? I haven't watched too much of basketball, um, but I, and I didn't catch that game. But, I, of course, I caught the highlights of it. But remember, we were talking about this, and I said the Timberwolves are only going to go as far as Big Cat takes them. And he had a great first game, but he fell off those last two games and look at what happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, all, it, the, the most surprising thing about it is how they've blown the lead. I'm not really surprised that Memphis is up on them. Right. 
I'm not surprised either. I, I, I don't know who said it. I'm, I'm, I can't remember who said this, but you can't coach dumb. You can't coach <laughs> stupid. And I mean, Charles Barkley said it all when he was roasting them the other night on uh, the after show that they just, the coaching did terrible. You know, they let the Memphis, uh, they let the Grizzlies go on a 21 zip run without calling any timeouts. Uh, Call Anthony Towns is just basically uh, a, a non-factor. And uh, they they have the talent, but, you know, if you if you can't, get the players in the right position and get the right rotations going and all, you know, this is a game where because of the three point shot now, you know, the, the game is mostly all threes and layups or dunks. Um, there's always a strong chance to come back because teams shoot the three so well. Um, and so I'm not necessarily surprised that Memphis was able to get back in the game. I, I've watched the games before I watched this particular game where you know, you might be watching the game and they're down by 20. You change the channel and come back 10 minutes later and they're down by five because of the effect of the three-point shot. But um, I I don't know. This might break Minnesota. I mean, uh, having such a big league like that, you're at home. You got the advantage. I mean, you got um, old boy, he out here dunking the ball. He's he's a scrub anyway. Um, Why well, I want to forget uh, my man, he... He's always want to fight people uh, every time he gets on the court. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you, you, you got the lead. You're out here doing stuff, and you can't close. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. Now, Golden State, they're doing what Golden State does. They're up 3-0. Um, they've shut down the odds on favorite to win the MVP, Jokic. Uh, they've added a third splash brother. They went out uh, and adopted somebody named Jordan Poole. Uh, I've seen him play. Uh, he, he was having a great season, and uh, he's definitely stepped up in the playoffs. And they unleashed a new death lineup, that new small ball team. And so uh, I think they could compete with uh, Phoenix for that Western Conference title. Uh, have you, you know, what do you think of what the Warriors are doing? Yeah, um, so don't sleep on Golden State, obviously. And right. when you mention compete with Phoenix, remember uh, Devin Booker's hurt. Um, he could miss a couple weeks. Um, Phoenix has to worry about getting out of the first round right now. Um, but I listen, I'm not sleeping on Golden State at all, especially when they knock off Denver, because at this point it's not an if. When they knock the Nuggets off, I, I'm not sleeping on uh, Golden State. You know, you always have a chance with with a healthy Steph Curry. Um, now, you know, Clay, Clay is getting in. Of course, Draymond right. is getting in. Um, yeah, man, I'm 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 leaning. I'm leaning Warriors out of the West. I'm leaning Warriors. Okay, okay. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I kind of feel sorry for CP3 with the injury to Devin Booker. Although last night, uh, CP3, he showed us why he is the point guard. And uh, he basically carried them down the stretch with seven minutes uh, left. He hit about eight. Uh, this, you know, hey, I'm going to get you to the elbow. Jumper. Free throw line. Jumper. Side. Ball to the right person. That's what he does. And that last night, the uh, lead at Phoenix to victory. It uh, looks like Booker is going to be out for at least another game or two. And so they have enough there. I mean, you, you still have um, Aiton 
and you have uh, some pretty good pieces there. And of course, you know, you got CP3, you're always competing. I, I think they said something crazy last night out of three games. He's con- he controls the ball pretty much for Phoenix. I think in three games, he's only had two turnovers. That's yeah, crazy. you know, Chris Chris Paul is is instant first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, and you gotta feel bad for him because he never he finally made the finals last season, but they didn't win it. Um, if anyone deserves a ring, it's definitely Chris Paul. Um, he's fallen on all of these great teams that have just had hard luck when it comes to the playoffs. And I don't think this year is going to be any different for him. You know, I'm pulling for him. But let me tell you something. It's David Stern's fault why Chris Paul does not have a ring. Us Lakers yeah. have not forgotten the trade that brought oh, Chris man. Paul to L.A. with Kobe Bryant and then oh, David Stern oh, rejected it. David oh, Stern rejected it. We have not forgotten that Chris Paul should have a ring. He should have a ring as a Laker. Kobe should have an additional ring. I, this is David Stern's fault. May rest in peace. Yeah, true, true. I mean, um, yeah, that would they, they did get screwed on that. They get, they got screwed on that. He should have a ring by now. Um, I will say this, and let me ask you this: What your opinion is before we get into some bigger surprises or stories that you see? Do you think that for a player to be qualified is great? They have to have a ring. You know, I, I've heard this discussion just recently because a lot of times uh, I, I'll give I'll throw out mine first. I think sometimes we put too much emphasis on it. I mean, I think Charles Barkley is one of the best power forwards to ever play the game. He's played in he played in the final, no ring. Carl uh, Malone, no ring. Um, there have been some great uh, Pat Ewing, no ring. Uh, and so, you know, you had some great players that have played. I, I don't know if we invalidate them because they don't have championships. What, what are your, what is your thoughts? So it, it seems like um, when you're talking about greatness and it seems like it's people judge it by the sport. And I'll tell you what I mean. Um, when we talk about football, we talk about, um, well, such and such is great. Like Aaron Rodgers, I'll give you Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but you'll always hear, but he only has one ring. Mm -hmm. He has as many rings as Joe Flacco. You know what I mean? So we always talk about that. But when we get to basketball, I think Jordan is the reason that we look at it differently because everyone that you mentioned was in that Jordan era. Right. And Jordan stopped them from getting those rings. Um, Reggie Miller, you can add to that. Right. Um, you know, so and and there's no way that you can say that Ewan, uh, Barkley, Reggie Miller, Carmelo is forever for Carmelo, though. John Stockton, <laughs> right? You know, there's no way that you can say those guys aren't great players. Uh, you know, there's no way you can say it. Um, just think about it. David Robinson didn't get his until Jordan left. Hakeem and Clyde didn't get theirs until Jordan took his little hiatus. You know what I mean? So I think it's different. Well, it's, it's always opinion, but I think people's opinion is based on the sport. Um, So in basketball, I think it's a lot easier 
to be considered a great player without having a ring as opposed to it being in football. I mean, look at you look at James Harden. Are we denying that James Harden is a great player? Right. Um, are we denying Joel Embiid? We just talked about Chris Paul. You know, are we denying that these guys are great players, Hall of Fame players. We we can't deny that, you know. So I think it, it, it's definitely opinion, but I think it, people's opinions get swayed by the sport that you're talking about. Yeah, because uh, we definitely wouldn't say uh, Robert Horry is a great player and he has seven rings. Seven. <laughs> and so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, um, yeah, under, understood, understood. Uh, what are some of the uh, biggest surprises uh, that you've seen so far in the uh, NBA playoffs in terms of, you know, maybe some teams you thought – are doing a little bit better, sticking around a little bit better than you thought, or some players who are not doing as well? The only surprise, the only real surprise for me, um, because all the others are, you know, I could see it going this way or that way. The only real surprise for me is Philly being up 3-0. And I think yeah. we talked about this um, a couple yeah. of different times. Like, Philly going into Toronto, you're going to be handcuffed. Um, you're missing player two, but – 3-0? I did not see that coming. Not that I thought Toronto was that that much of a juggernaut, but I didn't see Philly being that much of a juggernaut right now. Um, but with that being said, you know, Embiid, he got hurt. He got hurt. So we'll see what happens. But being up 3-0 is a commanding lead, and it's going to be a tough hill for the Raptors to come back and win. So that's the biggest surprise for me. I agree with you as well. I did not see them being up 3-0. I thought it would be a closer series because uh, Toronto is sneaky good. Um, they have great coaching. They have some great players there. And um, I, I thought it would be a little bit closer. Uh, MB definitely carried them to that third win uh, the other day. He's always kind of nicked up. He's just going to have to play through it to keep going. But um, their dominance has been, you know, uh, something of, of a little shock. And KD, his struggles, his shooting struggles. I mean, um, although he had 20-plus in the uh, second game, and I think he had 20-plus in the first game as well, he has not dominated. And, and I think that's the thing that people are saying is his struggle. He's missed a lot from the field. He has not dominated uh, in typical KD fashion. I think the Celtics are a better team. Um, sometimes, you know, you just – you play – good some team styles are good for your style and i think this is a great style match for the celtics because it's an open court game the nets are not that great defensively and i don't think they're coaching uh you know uh steve nash he's just a name i i, I i'm kind of <laughs> shaking of him in terms of coaching and strategy things like that i mean he's definitely being out coached uh, by Nia Long's um, baby father, and so <laughs> you know, um, you know, uh, it, it, it's just been a great series. And I don't care what Ben Simmons does. Ben Simmons coming back doesn't mean a thing. And, and I think people have forgotten uh, Ben Simmons still can't shoot. The last time we saw Ben Simmons play, he could not shoot. That's how. That's why he had to get out of Philly because he got exposed and the last time I checked, he has not been this Rodman, you know, everybody, Oh, he's going to come back. He's going back. I'm like, <laughs> what? I was like, he was on a better, he was on just a, a, a good of a team 
with the 76ers, what's going to be the difference here in Brooklyn? And the guy hasn't played all year. I can, I can see if he's been playing and then he was on injured reserve. He's played no games this season. So are we <laughs> I noticed that, you know, the NBA, but people sometimes people just they get me, man. They get me with this, yeah, he's just gonna come back and he's gonna like, dude, this is this is a dude that averaged 13 points a game. He's he in the playoffs last year. And he was scared to shoot. He had a, he had a shot right in front of the basket and passed it. And so uh, I, I'm not thinking anything different is going to come from that. I will say this about Ben Simmons coming back. So it's going to depend on, I think, his first five or ten minutes of real action. I don't know how they're going to put him in the game, if they're going to spell him in. But I think his first five to ten minutes are really going to dictate what he can, what type of impact he can be. Because – um, you know, he can take some pressure off of KD and Kyrie. Um, you know, how sway? How the ball handling? He can <laughs> he can take the pressure off being the ball handling. Okay. With ball handling, he can take pressure off with defense. And really, all he has to do, he doesn't have to come in contributing 15 points a game. He come in and you get 10 assists from him. He can drop six or seven points. And as long as they have to account for him, that opens up a little bit. But, again, it's going to depend on his first five or ten minutes to me. Plus, he hasn't played all year, which could mean cobwebs, but it could also mean fresh legs. And I think that's one of the things that we're seeing with KD right now. You know, KD's in, what, his 15th, 14th season? His Mm -hmm. legs aren't as fresh anymore. You know what I mean? This isn't the same KD. Um, Ben Simmons has some fresh legs. He should have a renewed sense of interest in the game. And his attitude is going to play a big part also. You combine all that, he could have a slight impact. I don't think he's going to have a dominating impact like like you're saying a lot of people are thinking. But Mm -hmm. I think he may have enough of an impact to open up things a little more for the Nets and make a series out of it. I don't think they're going to win. Um, Boston is just good. Yeah, Boston is just really good. Um, they and they they didn't start off the season that well, um, but towards the end of the season, they they really started getting into their own. Boston is just a good team, and like you said, they're well coached. And the only reason to watch Boston is because Nia Long is on the uh, court sometimes. Right so. there, you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, you know, okay. My, my defensive strategy versus Ben Simmons is just my final point. I would just let them shoot and, and, and double KD and Kyrie when necessary. Cause he, he, he going, he's scared to shoot. He, he not. Yeah, but that's jumping. what I, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I think if he has a renewed sense of interest in the game, you start doing that. He he could turn around and drop 10, 15 on you. And that's all, right. all he really needs. That's all he really needs. All right. I'm, I'm telling you. You know he got mass, messed up by a Kardashian. Once once them ball players <laughs> get with a Kardashian, <laughs> their game goes to pot. Uh, I will give uh, you that. Yes. I will on. give you that. Harden. Well, Tristan Thompson's <laughs> game was always pot. Uh, um, thank you. Hey, sir, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. I don't know why people thought Tristan Thompson was this great player. Tristan Thompson was an above average role player yeah. on a Cavaliers team. He, he was, was a they, yeah, he was not this great impact player. 
I, I don't know where people were getting anyway. That that's some yeah. seasons ago. So all right, all right, all right. Uh now let's go ahead and close with football. Uh the NBA draft is next week on the 28th. And so we NFL. And I'm sorry, I said NBA, excuse me. NFL. The NFL draft is uh on the 28th, uh, which is next week. And so uh looked at the Ringers mock draft at, at 14. Uh, they had uh, the young man from uh, Georgia uh, going to the Ravens, uh, Jordan Davis, I believe he is. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the guy that they had uh, going to the Ravens. Well, you know, I know we kind of got a bit deep into the draft uh, last week and all. We talked what we would like to see. As a matter of fact, just give me a second. I just want, yep, Jordan Davis. They have Jordan Davis. You know, they're saying that uh, Davis is pretty much exactly what uh, they picture when they think of a Ravens defensive lineman. He's big, long, extraordinarily athletic and disruptive. He brings day one impact potential as a run-plugging two-gap player, but also has intriguing upside as a pass rusher. And so uh, this guy's 6'6", 341 pounds. And so, um, you know, any thoughts as the Ravens heading to the draft, anything different? I know these mocks, they go up and down, but – Several of the mocks that I've seen usually has Jordan Davis landing around 14. Yeah. Um, so here's my here's my thought about the Ravens draft. Um, trade the trade down for the first round with uh San Fran and trade them a second or third round and a next year draft pick and get Debo. Wow. Wow. Get Debo. Get wow. Debo. You're going. How are we going to pay Debo? Well, that's we'll, we'll figure that out. Like I was telling someone earlier, um, someone said the same thing. How are you going to pay him? It, it, you figure that out. Uh, there have been so many creative ways. You know, the salary cap is the salary cap. And what teams show on paper they have available is just is just a number. They can restructure deals. They And they will restructure deals. Teams have done it plenty of times. They can restructure deals to get Debo if they want him. Get Debo, get Debo. I, you know, that's a, that's a, it's a. I don't know if Debo's worth a uh, first rounder though. Mm, I, I, <laughs> I, I mean, he's the thing I'm scared about. Calvin is the Shanahan system has made some players look real good, and then when they get out that system, they trash. Um, how many running backs have nobody's come up and all of a sudden they're thousand yard rushers in the Shanahan system? They get them out of the Shanahan system and they booty. Um, yeah, but but yeah, that's, we're that's talking we're talking running backs that rely on blocking and cutbacks and offensive line schemes. You're talking about a receiver that just relies on getting open and the ball getting to him. Okay. Um, uh, you know what I mean? He So they have him coming out the backfield. We don't need him to come out the backfield. You know, we don't need him to do that. Um, if he can cut across the middle. If he can take – we talked about this last week. He can take some pressure off of Hollywood, take some pressure off of Andrews, take some pressure off of Bateman, you know, give Lamar some more options as Lamar's running around. Just imagine Lamar running around scrambling, and you know Debo can get open, and Debo's open. 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I yeah, it, it, it looks good. I mean, I, I would love it. I'm just the financial of it because you still got to pay Lamar. You know, um, they'll I, they'll I, they'll restructure. They'll restructure. Yeah, the restructure. They'll pay. Now they'll pay Lamar. Uh-huh. You know, now they'll they'll pay Lamar. You so the reason you know the reason Lamar's not paid right now is because Lamar's not pressing the issue. Because I I think yeah. I've told you, and if I haven't, let me go on record to say this again: If I'm Lamar Jackson. I'm not taking another snap until my money is right. Right. I I think he I firmly think he should hold out until his money is right. That's just me. Okay. Okay. Look, I'm gonna say this about that. Um, I I I think they they have too many other pressing needs on the line. Uh, to me, you need to either go defensive line. Or you need to go offensive line. Um, maybe that center coming out of Iowa is a little bit too high to draft up above 15. Uh, Linderman, I believe his name is. Yes, uh, Linderbaum, Tyler Linderbaum. Maybe he's a little bit too high to go 14. But I think if, you know, uh, Jordan Davis is there, if any of the Georgia linemen are there, hey, uh, it, it's talks of uh, the kid from Oregon dropping down. Uh, because, you know, he's smart and <laughs> people don't like players who are smart and read books, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. And so if he drops down to 14, that's a no-brainer. I mean, if, you, if you're going to get a stud, that's where you really need it. And let's not forget, we had a lot of players who were out, who are now coming back. I, I think you stand pat. And, but I, I, I like the boldness of it. I just... You know, this is we've never seen the Ravens make a splash like that. You know, usually if so, they stay back, they stay there and they, you know, it's for the player that they want. I, I don't think we've ever seen them trade, uh, take those picks and go out and get uh, outside players. So I'm looking at now, I'm not saying get out of the first round. I'm saying trade your first round. Yeah, I know Sam what you're saying. First round. Yeah. And then add some more, you know, maybe get out of the second or third round. Um, mm-hmm. Keep that first round pick because I agree. We, we need line help, both sides of the line. Right. I think we need more defensive line help right now than offensive line help. Um, and I don't think there's any, any uh, veterans out there that would fit the bill, but. I think you got to take you got to take that chance with with Debo. I mean, if we look at last year, um, you know, the offensive and defensive lines still weren't great, but they managed and they were in like we talked about. They were in almost every game. One or two more offensive plays here, there. I'm just I'm just saying, (laughs) just saying, get Debo. All right, all right, all right. Well, you know, this this is why it's fanboy. This is, this is fans uh, debating and thinking about it and all. And so, yeah, fans really feel we want to be explosive. And I, I think because we don't see – I, I think we need to – and I said this last week, we got to see what happens with Bateman this year. We're going Hopefully we get a full year of Bateman and, um, you know, we get a healthy Lamar. And so we'll see what happens. All right, uh one of the things that I wanted to talk with you about, get your opinion about, is this name, image, and likeness, or NIL, for our college athletes. This has been the big thing um, that has pretty much passed in the last year or so um, legislatively, and that uh, 
college athletes through the NCAA. Uh, they passed uh, a legislation that said that uh, college players could mortgage their name, their image, and likeness to earn uh, money uh, in their college careers. And so what we're seeing now is because of this, we're seeing a lot of players transferring from schools to go to schools allegedly where the NIL deals would be better. They would be able to access uh, the possibility of getting those funds. And so what do you think about this, you know, for players name, image and likeness? And, you know, is this something that we're going to see players capitalize on? Because I, I have to admit, although I've read of some players taking advantage of it, I haven't seen any national endorsement from a college player through name, image, and likeness. You know, I, I know the, uh, the, the, the girls, they, they're twins. They play basketball. They, you know, they were on TikTok. They got some local things. I saw John Daly's son. He just got an NIL with Hooters, and he can't even drink alcohol, but he's old enough to get an NIL deal with Hooters restaurant. And, and so, you know, you, you're seeing some, but, you, I, you know, on a large scale, I have not seen major NIL deals for players. And so what, what's your thoughts? Um, so I'm all for it. And, and, you know, to your point of not seeing major national deals, you don't really have to see national deals. Mm -hmm. College players are just looking for the income. You know what I mean? They're looking for, hey, you're making billions of dollars off of me. I should be able to make money off myself. Local deals are just as good for college players. And if you think about it, local deals are probably better for most college players because, as you mentioned, the twins that are playing basketball, we don't really know who they are here in Maryland. You know what I mean? Unless they're that impactful in the Big Ten, we're not going to know them. Um, college is really regional, college sports. So, yeah, get the local deals, but I'm all for it. You know, um, I'm one of them. I'm always on the side of the player. Um, as you heard, I was talking about Lamar Jackson. Hold out until you get your money. Because mm -hmm. these owners, and then when it comes to these colleges, they don't care about you. They care about their bottom line. These coaches have been moving from school to school without warning all forever. You know, they, they'll just, I, I promise this kid, that I'll be with them all four years here. But as soon as he makes his commitment to this school, I get another offer and I'm gone. Mm -hmm. They can do it. Let these kids do it. I have no issue with it. I have no issue with these kids jumping in the transfer portal, you know, and I know if, it, and, and we're a prime example here. If you're a fan of the Terps, um, the Terps women, they've always been, uh, well, not always, but they've been such a great team ever since Brenda Freeze has taken over, who, by the way, is the second best coach ever at Maryland, only behind Gary Williams, and she could probably pass him in a couple of years. But anyway. Right. Um, I'm glad you didn't say Lefty Drizel. <laughs> Go no, ahead. No, no. <laughs> she's, always, she's always had great teams, and she's lost a lot of players to the portal at the end of this season. So, you know, it's it's probably going to hurt and we'll see how she recovers. But again, I'm all for the kids, man. Let these, they're, they're adults at this point, but you're treating them as commodities. Let them treat themselves as commodities. You know, let them start earning some money off of the things that you've earned money off of. I'm all for it. I have no issue with it at all. I hear people talking about uh, the face of college sports is going to change forever. So what? Right. So what? It needs to change. It, it's needed to change for a long time. Let these kids with this talent 
get money for their talents, especially while they can. Because like we always talked about, if they get hurt in college, what is their what is their career? They've, they've spent all their life studying for this sport, and now they can't. Another thing it does is, because we know football is the major sport in most of these colleges, followed behind basketball. You just talked about John Daly's son. You know what I mean? You you're looking at these you're looking at these athletes in different arenas, soccer, uh, tennis. They're able to get these deals. Let them get it. Let them roll. I'm not I'm not mad at them at all. I'm not mad. At yeah, him. I'm not mad at them. You know, um, I thought about this because I saw what Dabo Sweeney said about a week or two ago about you know talk about the transfer uh, transfer portal and all these. Uh, players are now in the portal, and he's not going to take players out of the portal. And uh, you had I hate uh, Dabo Sweeney. Yeah, I do I hate too. Uh, you had Nick Saban, you know, basically saying the same thing. They're not necessarily attacking NIL, but for me, I, I, I'm with you, Calvin. I want the players to get the full advantage because even with NIL, they're still not getting the full compensation that they should get. Exactly. I, I think the colleges, yeah, the colleges are going to be on board for NIL because they don't want to give the players a salary. If you gave money out of the athletic budget to the players, I mean, that billion dollar contract that, uh, you know, the conference got for all of its teams and the local uh, media contracts you have and the endorsement contracts you have and the stadium money that you make from the games every year that you don't, you know, give to the players, uh, the, 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 the uh, merchandise and all of those particular things. Yeah. They would rather not play pay players 25,000 or 50,000 or $75,000 a year. I saw that as a suggestion on a dead spin of if you play paid players, maybe you paid them $25,000 in the freshman year. If they stay for their sophomore year, they get $50,000. And if they stay for their junior year, they would get $75,000. If they transferred after their freshman year, then uh, they would get a little less than, you know, the standard amount uh, in the next year. And so there's possibilities. There's ways you can pay the players. And to me, hey, transfer every year if you want. Exactly. So you you can get the best deal because – you know, the Dabo Sweeney's of the world, the Nick Saban's of the world, they're making their money. And uh, you're not making anything, but you're sacrificing your body. You know, a lot of people don't realize these uh, scholarships, they're one-year non-renewable scholarships. And so if you're at a Clemson, which is always recruiting four-star and five-star players, and you don't produce, or you don't, you know, you're kind of, functioning below your potential that's not going to stop them from bringing in someone that plays your position that's a five-star recruit and your job you know your position is open and they may come to you and say hey this is not working out (laughs) we're going to release you from your scholarship those scholarships are not guaranteed and so yeah i would like to see them you know hey if you if transferring every year is going to work for you so you can get your nil do it but until we start seeing the colleges uh, pay the players, you know, it's always going to be unequal for me. And, you know, you hear Dabo and you hear Nick Saban talking about that. Not too long ago, Coach K was talking about, I'm not getting one and done players. They wanted players to be there for you. The right. world is changing. 
You saw him, you saw him started picking up one and done players. Right. You know, you saw him start because if you want to win, you've got to change with the world. You've got to change. Uh, and Nick Saban is a damn lie. He's a damn lie. And I'll tell you why he's a lie. Because Nick Saban is the is is the shark of getting all the best players. If there's a player, especially let's say there's a player at Auburn that Nick Saban recruited and he didn't get him, he lost out to Auburn. And this guy jumps in the transfer portal. And Nick Saban looks and says, jeez, this five-star quarterback is in the transfer portal, and my current quarterback is going to be a senior next year. You think he, Nick Saban ain't going to grab that guy? Oh, he's going to grab him with the quick. He's going to grab – he's a lot. And Dabo Sweeney is such a hypocrite. Dabo Sweeney is the guy that signs for all this money, gets paid all this money, but doesn't want kids to leave early, doesn't want kids to get paid, but he can continue. I I can't stand Dabo Sweeney. I can't. The only thing that makes him tolerable for me is that he's had people like Deshaun Watson on his team, and this is the player, Deshaun Watson. I don't know what he did in his private life. I'm not judging that. I right. don't know yet. But, he you likes know. Massages. That's all I'm going to say. He, just, likes, he likes to be rubbed. Yeah. Take that whole lot of different, (laughs) yeah, by a whole lot of different women from Instagram. Right, doesn't make much sense to me. But anyway, yeah, I just they need they they will get with it, and if they don't get with it, what will happen is the conferences will start running over them. The teams will start catching up to them. Um, Dabble has had a good good run right now, and of course Nick Saban has had a good run. But if they don't change with the times. The the league the uh, conference will start catching up with them, and they're going to either have to change or have to get out. Have to get out of there. All right. All right. Well, that brings us to a close of fanboys. You know, uh, again, please like and subscribe to our um, podcast. You know, we're just getting started. Also, leave us comments. Leave us suggestions. We're trying to improve the content that we talk about. Uh, we want to be on point and make sure that we're meeting everyone where they want to be met and so again you know thank you for your time today i'm gonna kick it back to calvin calvin any closing thoughts yeah man uh same thing you were saying make sure you subscribe to the podcast like the podcast it's going it's on spotify um when you see it um if you need me send it to you individually i will but we definitely are trying to pick up our listenership along with our viewership on our broadcast which we will be on wednesday um discussing the most recent episode of This Is Us as it comes on Tuesday evening. So just just follow us. Follow all things black on wow. Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, um, on YouTube. Just subscribe to us on YouTube. We're, we're looking for people. Listen, you if you subscribe and like our podcast, we won't have to ask you all for money. And we're about to because, you know, we, we got to keep our lights on, too. And, you know, this this. Yes, uh, podcast and broadcast it takes a lot of electricity i think it's costing us like fifteen thousand a week or something like that and we don't have any nils that we can jump in a transfer exactly. portal and go to another region you know we don't have any of that so we got that. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> but yeah so we thank you all for joining us um enjoy this night's weekend i think tomorrow's supposed to hit like 80 degrees maybe spring has finally sprung and we we are here to stay so hopefully um but in the meantime this is all things black 
This is, and we present our fanboys. This is our Fan sports boys. podcast. I am mm-hmm. Calvin. On the other side over there is my guy Garland. Peace. We will see you all Wednesday, and he, and you, hopefully you'll hear us on the podcast next Saturday. All right, Garland. I'll talk all to right, you bro. later, sir. Later. All right, later.